This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, June 4th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Organic onion harvest hit by rains. Mexicans hit D.C. to head off tariff. Legality of broader trade aid under review. Thousands of acres of organic onions lost in just five days. Jeff Rasmussen, a pest control advisor in Kern County, reports at least a 1,000 acres of organic onions were lost to downy mildew outbreaks last week. The disease moved quickly in the cool, wet weather, destroying whole fields in just five days. Conventional onion fields just across the street, however, remained intact and healthy, a result of effective fungicide treatments. Rasmussen said applying organic fungicides only fights the fungal spores, but it doesn't kill them. Conventional chemical compounds can penetrate the leaves and have strong residual levels. He compared organic to a colonial-era battle with muskets on both sides. Conventional would be like bringing a machine gun to the battle, he said. Rasmussen sees this event as a warning to regulators and legislators who may seek to cancel more pesticide products. Look for a full report on this story in tomorrow's AgriPulse West newsletter. Tomatoes next. Temperatures are rising to 100 degrees in the valley today. Rasmussen said that will likely lead to sunburn tomatoes this week. The crops have already lost their leaves as well as their protection from the scalding sun. A chain of loss. This adds to a 50% loss of the cherry crop due to rain and hail interrupting the harvest last month. The weather also delayed the strawberry harvest, creating losses for those growers as well. Mexicans work Washington to head off tariffs. Mexico's Minister of Foreign Affairs, top trade negotiator, agriculture minister, ambassador, and other top officials are all in Washington this week working to try to convince the Trump administration not to impose new tariffs that are set to go into effect June 10th. Mexico reiterates its commitment to deep dialogue and cooperation it has always engaged in with U.S. authorities. That Mexico's U.S. Ambassador Martha Barcina with reporters yesterday. But some of the top officials the Mexicans want to talk to, including Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, are abroad in the United Kingdom with President Donald Trump. Mexican Foreign Minister Marcelo Brard said yesterday he hopes to meet with Pompeo tomorrow when he's expected to arrive back in the U.S. A State Department spokesman declined to comment on Pompeo's schedule. Disaster clears house on fourth try. A disaster aid bill that will help a wide array of producers around the country, including those farmers who can't get their crops planted, is ready for President Trump's signature after passing the House 354 to 58 last night. The bill includes about $5.5 billion in agriculture assistance, including $3 billion earmarked for direct payments to producers, including victims of last year's hurricanes and wildfires. Three attempts to pass the bill by voice vote failed during the Memorial Day recess. On the Hill, House Committee debates FY20 Ag Bill. The House Appropriations Committee today will debate the fiscal 2020 funding bill for USDA, FDA, and the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. So far, the most controversial issue in the bill for food and agriculture policy could be the provisions to block USDA from relocating the Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture out of the nation's capital. But keep this in mind, the House and Senate have yet to agree on spending caps for FY20. 
So the spending levels included in this and the other House spending bills are only tentative at this point. Also on tap today, House Democrats will grill a top USDA official about the Trump administration's management of nutrition assistance programs. Brandon Lips, USDA's acting deputy undersecretary for food, nutrition, and consumer services, will be the sole witness at a hearing before a House Education and Labor subcommittee. The panel has jurisdiction over the national school lunch program, but the hearing is expected to range to other issues as well, including the administration's attempt to tighten eligibility for the supplemental nutrition assistance program. States reluctant to inform EPA on dicamba. State pesticide officials are not eager to provide information to EPA about dicamba complaints this year after EPA did not seek their guidance before adopting label language last year. At a meeting in Arlington, Virginia, Brian Vergenstrait, pesticide registration specialist at the Michigan Department of Agriculture and Rural Development, said in his region there were some folks that were less than enthused about participating in the survey this year. To be quite blunt, what did we get out of it? And answering his own question, he said, we got some more crappy labels out of it with vague and unenforceable terms. Rose Katchadorian, pesticide program manager in the Oregon Department of Agriculture and president of the Association of American Pesticide Officials, said among officials in the Pacific Northwest, there was some cynicism about the survey because they didn't feel the information they provided was reflected in any of the label statements. Here's today's He Said It. I am a wine drinker, and I don't like smoke in my wine. That former Governor Jerry Brown speaking on climate change at UC Davis yesterday following a faculty research presentation on smoke taint in wine grapes as a result of wildfires. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, June 4th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.